Now maybe some, as you're watching this, are thinking, I have no clue what they're doing or what they're saying, because there's a lot of technological terms that are being used. Well, that's a lot of what they go through. They use a lot of technology, and, and we can come to a phase in our life where even technology can distract us from the very words of God. And so what we want to look at today in, in this series and setting new foundations is faith book. What does, what does that mean? I'm not, I don't have a short tongue where I'm trying to say faith's book, but faith book. And we all can have access to God's faith book. You see, in our world today, we can get distracted by so many different things. We can get distracted by the internet, get distracted by technology, get distracted by even our mobile phones because we can contact anyone at almost any given time just with the touch of a button. And so sometimes we get wrapped up into so many other things that, that we don't have time for God. And so therefore, our lives are not built on solid foundation. It's actually built on shallow words or shallow ground and shifting sands. And so we want to look at today, if you have your bulletins, you can take out your notes. We want to look at how we can be people who set this new foundation so that when it comes to our spiritual life, that we're able to stand strong and develop deep godly character rather than shallow world behavior. Because it's, it, it kind of goes like this. When you're, when you're interested in something, you devote a lot of time for it. When Casey asked me the question, how do you find time for God? Because we, we all have time for God, but many of us rarely find time for God. Well, you will always find time for what you value the most. You will always find time to what you value the most. You could be sick, and if you value golf, you will go. But if you don't value a, some kind of a party, and you're sick, you won't go. But if you value something, you will... You will sacrifice whatever you need to. And that's, that's, what it, that's where it comes down to when it's spending time with God or spending time in His Word, is do I value God's Word? Because if I don't value it and if I don't make it important, then I'm not going to find time for it because it's not valuable to me. It's not important. What you spend the most of your time with, you actually start to emulate or you talk about or you discuss like these guys, if they're always on Twitter or Facebook or emailing, they're going to talk about the things that they're doing. There's a lot of danger to that because now when you, uh, you broadcast everything that's going on in your life, a lot of gossip takes place. And I know a lot of people online, they argue and they grumble. Husbands and wives do that. I guess it's a whole lot easier. You don't have to face the person and you get to think before you speak. But there's so many distractions that pull us away. TV can do that. It pulls away our time from God. Even our work environment can pull us away from God. Did you know that even our very own family can pull us away from God? Now, I'm not saying these are bad things. What I am saying is we've gotten to a place in our society where there's so many other things that we may have forgotten the most important thing. And that's the words of God. That what he speaks is of highest value. Because if, if we're pouring into our lives, whatever it is, 
that's going to be our foundation. We become like it, or we start, to, we start to morph into that, or we start to gravitate towards that. When my kids were a lot younger, uh, there were different shows that they would watch in different phases of their life. You know, when they were little kids, they would watch Sesame Street or some kind of you know, educational cartoon or, or show, and they would love that. Uh, when they were growing a little older, they would watch like Pooh Bear. And so when, whenever the song came out, you know, Winnie the Pooh, Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, they would come out and they would like to sing the song. But when Tigger came out, when Tigger came out and he sang his song, my kids would go nuts because that's how he was. He would come out, the wonderful thing about Tigger is Tigger's a wonderful thing. Their tops are made out of rubber. Their bottoms are made out of spring. They're bouncy, bouncy, trouncy, bouncy, fun, 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 fun. But the most wonderful thing about Tigger is I'm the only one. I'm the only one. And my kids would run and bounce all over the house. And I thought that's because they want to do that. Because they watch it over and over. And then they grew up and then Power Rangers came out. It's morphin' time. You know, pterodactyl, saber-toothed tiger, dragon sword. And they'll do all these things, grab their swords, and then beat me up. <laughs> and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and then they needed to be Teenage Turtles. And, you know, they had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, turtles in a half shell, turtle power. And then they would have turtle power. They would beat that up. You may have grown up with some kind of show or some kind of theme. Maybe it was a Western and you wanted guns, those little cap guns or something. Or maybe you grew up with black belt theater. And so when you watch these guys doing kung fu, you would fight each other. It's like when we watch these things, you become just like it. And I thought, Lord, in our world today, have we gotten to a place where we more look like the world than we do your word? Have we, have we morphed into what we don't want to be rather than who you see us to be? You see, the Bible, the Bible gives us great instruction. It's instruction for our life in how to live. And sometimes we build our lives on other things rather than the words of God, what he speaks. And so I say, let's be people who, who build this new foundation that we set our lives on God's word so we develop that deep godly character rather than shallow worldly behavior. And for some of us, we do. We get into the word of God. We read his word or we'll journal. You know, I've also seen a mistake that I've made that I'll read his word, I'll journal, and then I'll check off that bookmarker. You know, we have the bookmarker that if you read along, you can do journaling with us. And then I'll check it off. And then I close the Bible and I say this, thank you, Lord, for your word for me today. And I forget about what I read all day. And I don't apply anything. I just keep going on with the day. But I got into the word of God. You see, just reading the word of God is not enough. There must be application. I must build my life on God's words, what he speaks. When you're take, and if you're taking notes, you can write in your first point that if we want to be people who build off of this faith book, that we're going to build my life on God's words. Now, the reason why I say God's words is because after we, we read the Bible, he's still speaking to us. Just because we'll read the Bible, we'll close it, and we did our devotions for the day, or we journaled, or we read, doesn't mean God's done speaking. He just gave us... He just gave us direction for what he's about to do in our lives. 
he's still going to continue to speak. He's still speaking regardless of if we're finished or not reading our word. But in order for me to build my life on God's word, on his words, then, then I need to know his word. I need to be spending time in his word. And I need to know his words, how he speaks, what he sounds like. But how do, I, how do I get to know his words? How do I get to know God's voice? How do I get to know that, that what he speaks is, is accurate? Well, 1 Corinthians 10, 11, it says that all these events, and it's talking about all the things from Moses on, all the things that they went through, all the mistakes, all the miracles, all of these events happened to them as examples for us. They were written down to warn us who live at the time when this age is drawing to a close. And what Paul the Apostle is saying is that this, all the events that took place, it's been written down for us, lobbed down for us, so that when we read it, we can learn from it. It's examples for us. That his words, when, it's, when he speaks to us, we'll know what to do and what not to do just by the examples that this word gives. And he says, well... They're, they're, they're here so that they warn us, to admonish us, to, to give us uh, a, a, a time period in, in that fair warning. Like, if you do this, this will happen. It gives us wisdom. It gives us exhortation. See, if I don't build my life on God's words, then I'll build them on any other thing that sounds good, no matter what the consequence and we'll make those kinds of decisions. If I don't build it on his words, I'll, I'll just, I'll kind of make up my own and justify. I remember my wife and I, we got into this argument and, and we were in each other's faces. And my kids were still little, so I don't even know where they were. They were probably playing outside. And we're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then she said something to me and I got so mad, I punched the wall. I just punched the wall, boom. Thank God I missed the stud. I hit the wall and went right through the wall. And then... And, and then she said this, she goes, yeah, good for you. You got to fix it now. I said, I'm not fixing nothing. And then I left and, and I left it there. And then, I, of course, I had to go and fix it. But, but everything calmed down. And then I was going to go and fix it and, you know, putty it up. And by then we made up and we, everything was back to normal. And, and so I'm going to, you know, get this thing all good. And, and then I hear the Lord speak to me. And I was, I was, I was in his word, but not often. But then he spoke this. He said, don't fix it. Because if you fix that, you can never fix this. You can't patch what's inside of you. And he said, leave it. I want you to be reminded of what I'm trying to work on in you. And that's your anger. And I remember him speaking that. And so I left it all the way until we moved out of that house. We were renting that home. But I remember when he spoke that, I thought, I would never recognize it unless I'm listening for his words. Because we will. When we get into whatever it is, whatever situation, a temptation, uh, uh, argument, uh, some kind of uh, situation that we have to rely on God with, we'll hear his words, but only if we recognize his words will we take heed to his words. Or we might override his words by our own will. And we'll say, no, I'm going to do my own thing. Therefore, the most powerful book in the world becomes obsolete in my spiritual life because I choose not to build my life on it. 
And so when it comes down to it, I'll just do whatever I want to do. And some of us will come to a place in our life where we'll respond, we'll react in a certain way because we feel, well, this is how my parents were. So you draw from those examples rather than the examples given in the Word of God. And we'll say, well, it's just how I am. This is how I was raised. Now you bring two people together. Imagine the different backgrounds. And then you get married and you try to raise your kids. You both come from different kinds of upbringing well who's right and who's wrong because that's where the major fights will come in it's who's right and who's wrong i'd say let's just get back to the word of god because this is truth and righteous but i must build my life on god's word and the words that he speaks otherwise what advice will i listen to the world a friend who doesn't know god a family member who's trying their very best to give advice who are we going to listen to? Maybe psychological advice? I mean, wh where are we going to get life? And where are we going to get the best wisdom from? Because every other words that are spoken, if not God's words, are shifting sands. And Jesus made that challenge to all the people when he was speaking to them. And he speaks the very same thing to us in Matthew 7, 24 and 7, 20, uh, 25. He says, therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rains came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet, it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. That's what this word does. His words is that foundation. It's that rock, that solid foundation that I can stand and be assured that, that it's going gonna, it's gonna to give me life. That it's going to feel my life. It's going to give me power for my life. And if it's true what Jesus says about the words that he speaks, that it's going to give me that solid foundation, that it's going to give me that fuel for my life, for my body, for living, then if I don't use this, what else am I going to use? What, what can I use? I mean, if it's true that, the, that food, if we think of it in this kind of way, food is fuel for my body, what feeds me spiritually? What do I do to fuel my life? And I thought, why choose any other fuel for my life? other than the word of God. My sense. Everything else is empty. Therefore, number two, allow God's words to fuel my life. Allow his words to fuel my life. Because if it's others and other things that are fueling my life, it's not going to last and it's not going to have the kind of power it needs to sustain life's worst difficult seasons. We're not going to have that solid foundation. In setting a new foundation, I know for many of us, we made the commitment that we want to be in God's words. We want to be in God's word. We want to read the Bible. That, that is probably a, one of the best decisions that you're going to make in your life. If you're saying that I'm going to build my life on God's word, and I'm going to make a commitment this year to read his word, then go for it. Some of you may not have a Bible right now. We have our bookstore that's open after service. Go check it out. There's different versions. Find the one that speaks to you, that you can understand. And then we have journals that can help you journal. 
Or if you need help, you can just ask one of us that, that do devotions, we call them. We're devoting our time to the Lord. Some of you say, well, I have young kids. I don't have time for God. And by the time I open the Word, I fall asleep. I remember those days when I would, I still do that. Sometimes I'll fall asleep. And so now I have to rediscipline myself to get into the Word of God. Many people, you can um, download it to your, your smartphone. Uh, I use an online Bible along with my Bible, uh, uversion.com, Y-O-U-V-E-R-S-I-O-N, uversion.com. And I set myself up with a Bible, and I can actually do my journaling online. But I also write my journal. Either way, it's getting to know God's words. It's spending time with Him. But I'm allowing His words to fuel my life. There's so many times when I, I'm, I'm thinking things through, and His words is just dropping in. Well, that only happens as I get to know Him. It's not like that right off the bat where I can just, understand everything there's going to be things you read in the bible that you're going to say i don't even understand what this is like i understand two percent of what i'm reading then understand 100 percent of that two percent and you'll understand 100 percent of what god speaks because he only he only asks us to be accountable to what he's speaking to us that is how we build that foundation and receive that feel for our life See, Hebrews tells us that the Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. See, the Word of God is living and active. It's living. It's alive. It's, it's not dead. It's not lifeless. It's like living water. That's what that word means. It's active. It's powerful. It's a, kind of, it, it, it's a kind of word that only it can do. It has that power. The Greek word, enagasi. It, it means powerful. That's where we get the word energy from. And so we, when we get into the word of God, it gives us power to live. See, if I don't operate and fuel my life with God's words, it's just like putting water into our gas tank. Oh, it'll fill up. It'll have some, it'll have that liquid state to it. Your gas tank might not even know the difference. It might feel like, okay, it's good. It's kind of full. But you will not go anywhere once you try to start your engine. You just won't have the power to go. It's the same thing with the word of God. When this is fuel for my life, it'll give me the power to go, to live. See, I know when I'm not in the Word of God, it's when I'm grabbing other things and putting that into my life, whatever it may be. I fill it up with all these other things, and then I just have no power to go. I have no power to live. And when I have to make a decision, I don't, I'm, I'm, it's foggy. And then I pray to God. I say, God, help me. And he's saying, I've been helping you all along, but you haven't been listening to me. I've been speaking to you, but I can't recognize your voice. Why? Because I have all these other things. He says, I'm speaking to you all the time. My word is living and active. See, when I settle for anything less than God's words for my life, I have no power for my life. I just have none. And I remember even when I first started reading, I would read and I would say, okay, God, give me the power and strength because um, my wife and I are not having a good day today. And then we would grumble and fight and grumble and fight. And then I remember telling her, you know, I can't do this already. I can't do this. I'm tired already. 
I feel like a failure. I can't do this. I read, I read, I read, but nothing changes. I can't be the man you want me to be. I can't. And I would actually put pressure on her. And I, I would tell her, you put too much of an expectation on me. I can't be that guy. I can't be who you want me to be. And I remember my wife saying, I'm not trying to make you like how I want you to be. I just want you to be what God is making you to be. Boy, that broke me. And I thought, I, I, she can't change me. I can't change her. But God, you sure can do a miracle in my life. Then I started to switch from reading the Bible for her to reading the Bible for me. Oh, it's easy to read a scripture and say, oh, wife, submit to your husbands. I'm going to highlight this one and share with my wife what I got today's devotion. (laughs) But I remember the Lord saying, it's so that I can make you how I see you. I had to shift my focus from trying to please other people to letting God fuel my life with his words so that I become pleasing to him. And when I'm pleasing to him, I don't have to worry about what happens around me. I just worry about, Lord, I just want to be pleasing to you. You see, the last thing that we can learn is to make the Bible a part of everyday living. Allow him to feel our lives, his words, but make it a part of everyday living, the Bible, his word. Not just reading, not just read and check it off, and journal, but make it a part of everyday living. Because Romans ten seventeen tells us that faith Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That word hearing, that it comes by hearing. It means that thing heard. That's what the writer is trying to say. That that thing you hear from the word of God, that's what builds your faith. That's what inspires you to become better and better in our lives as a husband, as a as a as a father. Maybe as a wife or as a mom or as a friend, an aunt or an uncle, a grandparent. It inspires us so that we can become all that God is making us to be. It must be a part of everyday living. Now, some of us, we can't read or, um, the word because we're so busy or, or maybe we, we're, we have kids or grandkids and, boy, the day just zings by. Start somewhere. Start somewhere. Even if it's just one scripture a day. One scripture. Start there. Maybe you can buy a magnet of some, or something or, or, or just uh, write it down on a piece of paper really quick. However you choose to do so. Just get the word of God in front of you. And then maybe you can expand that to two scriptures eventually. And then three and then four. And as your kids grow up and you develop more time and, and because I know how it is with um, other things, but you're doing your very best to get into the word of God. Just start somewhere. I know some people, they'll download an audio version to their smartphone or they'll buy the CD set. And when they, when they drive to work, they'll just play the Word of God. Even that, start somewhere. Just let the words of God infiltrate the worldly ways that are inside of us. That shallow, that shallow worldly character that we have. Let it, let it grow deep, godly character inside of us. I feel God saying to our church that, that He wants to grow us spiritually. In the year 2011, he wants us to grow deep in his words. That we're to be people who hunger and thirst for him. That we become people who understand his word. So when he speaks, we understand what he's saying. 
Ronald Reagan, our, our former president of the United States, he says, he said it like this, within the covers of one single book, the Bible, are all the answers to all the problems that face us today if only we would read and believe it. All the problems we will ever face is right here, right in this very word. When I have God's word in me and I need to make a decision, a choice, then I'm able to hear his voice. And that thing heard when God speaks gives me the faith that I hear God. It comes from this faith book that I can hear his voice. I was in a rush one morning and I couldn't find my keys. And I'm looking all over the house for my keys. I can't find it. And I have to leave. And my wife is still sleeping. And I always put it in a certain place. And I just couldn't find it. And I'm looking all over. Finally, I, I couldn't take it. So I woke up my wife in anger. I said, where's my keys? Huh? I said, where's my keys? She goes, I don't know. I said, I can't find it. They're, they're nowhere. She goes, um, did you check here? Did you check there? I said, yes, I did. I got to go already. Do you know where my keys are? She says, oh, check over here. And then she, wherever she said to check, I checked it. It was there. And I said, why is it there? She goes, because I saw it on the counter, so I put it over there. And so it was there on, you know, last night. I said, put my keys where it is. And then she said, just put it where you always have it. You left it over here, so you should have put it away. And I didn't have time to grumble. Thank God. I had to go. But I was mad. I was mad. And then I remember, I remember thinking to myself, okay, when I get home, we're going to discuss this. Because this is, this is not right. I got to go. And then I heard God speak. He said, before you talk to your wife, how about you get everything ready the night before? I said, that kind of sounds like my wife. <laughs> hey, do you speak through my wife? I think you do. But that's what I do now. I, I must do that. Because if I am in a rush the next morning, I can't, I can't, I can't waste time looking for things. And I thought, Lord, why is it that it's still small things? Why don't you speak big things in my life like, this is what will make you successful. If you make this decision, you make millions. If you do this, then you'll be this type of person. Or, or why not speak this, then you'll be successful. Why, why don't you speak those big things? And he says, because it's not about those big things. It's about these little things that destroy you. All these little things, if not corrected, it'll destroy you. I've said it in my word. If you're faithful in the little, then you'll be faithful in much. If you're not successful with the little, you're not going to be successful with the much. If you're not faithful with speaking to your wife well, you're not going to be able to talk when you go out on date night. You're going to grumble all the time. And then I understood his principle. I understood that when he speaks his words, it's not for that incident or what's happening here. He actually speaks what's happening here. See, the Bible must be a part of my everyday living, every decision. It must be a part of my life. It can't be just words. I mean, God speaks that, then I must have the faith that he's speaking. Speaking a whole lot better than how I think or even what I think. Because without faith, the Bible says in Hebrews eleven six, it is impossible to please him. Impossible. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him.
I say, let's be people who, whose lives are built on his words. Not just the word of God, but the words that he speaks to us throughout the whole entire day. This way, we're able to stand strong, develop that, that deep, godly character, not shallow character that the world tosses at us, but deep, godly character. Let's, let's make the... Let's make his words, the Bible, a part of our everyday living with his power, with his words, through his faith book. You say amen to that? Let's do that this year, shall we? You can put your Bibles away and and your notes. I like this book. Treasure it. Fall in love with the words of God. I remember when I first bought my Bible. Uh, this is not my first Bible. I got this in 2005. But uh, that I remember I did not know where everything was. I'm like, where do I start? Like, what do I, where do I start? Uh, what is the first book? And I'll think like, what is that? Oh, book of generations. Okay, generations to revolutions. I'll just read that. Oh, there's a book of job. Oh, maybe get jobs in there. And that's how I would think. I didn't understand. And then I'll put the tabs on them so that I know where to open my Bible. If someone said uh, or a scripture was given during church, I could actually look at the tab and then open it to there. Now I can open it and I can find certain things and still learning. But I thought, I got to get this guy open. This would be my best friend. It's called the sword. It's the only weapon that the world cannot defeat. We need his word. It's what builds our faith. You may not get the kind of reward you want, but you'll definitely get the reward you'll need. It's like the college student who went off to college and he'd write to his parents often and he would say, Mom, Dad, boy, it's, it's going good, school is great, but I don't want money. And they would write back and they would give him scriptures to read. And they said, hey son, remember the Bible we gave to you? Here's a scripture, look it up. Look it up. And he would write back, yeah, I, I, I am reading the Bible, but, but I need money. And they would send him another scripture. And then they would say, read this scripture, it's found on, in this chapter and they gave him the verse. He would write back. He said, yeah, great, Mom. I, I got it, but I need money. And that went on for a long time. And finally, he comes home for a break. And they're just talking. And, and they said, how's school? They said, he said, school is excellent. I love school, but I need money. I don't have money. I'm dying out there. And they said, have you opened your word? He said, yeah, I have been, but it doesn't, it doesn't give me money. And he said, I know you're not reading your word. He said, no, you don't know. I, I am. They said, no, I know you're not reading your word. He said, how do you know? He said, because all the verses I gave to you before you left, I put 20s, 50s, and 100s between those pages. <laughs> the Bible is worth more than you could ever 
imagine. Would you pray with me? Lord, we are so grateful that you've given us your word. But not only that, you've given us words throughout the day. You'll speak to us. You'll show us the way. In this new year, as we build new foundations for our life, help us to be people that recognize your voice. Help us to be people who dig deep into your word, that we grow spiritually, that we're going we're gonna to be a part of what you're saying in our lives, that we're going we're gonna to have the Bible as, as a part of our everyday living. And it's going to fuel our lives. Your words. That we're going to build our life on your words. That solid foundation. Help us, Lord, as we go into this new season, that we'll be people who live every day pouring our lives and our time into your faith book. In Jesus' name we pray. We all said, Amen. Amen. Well, I pray that as you make that decision today and, and as you, we get deeper into the Word of God, that we'll say to God, I, I trust in your Word because your Word never fails. And I know many of us that we read God, when we read God's Word, oh boy, it pierces something into our hearts and now we understand that His Word will never fail. It is always sure. Amen.